0: Uh, welcome back to the beginner baking podcast my name is Matt I'm your host and today we're gonna talk about chocolate chip cookies so when I got into baking about a month ago the very first thing I made was chocolate chip cookies and they turned out okay they weren't perfect but they were good enough to make me feel like it was a success they tasted good texture was okay There were definitely a lot of things that I could have improved, but I counted it as a win. And I think for any sort of passion or anything like that, um, starting off with a win can be very motivating, can be very uplifting. I think that for anyone, chocolate chip cookies can be a good start into baking. And here are a few things that I've learned in the course of baking quite a few chocolate chip cookies over the last month. The first thing is butter. This is something that I kind of stumbled onto, again, not having much experience with baking. This wasn't really something that was on my radar, but I kind of accidentally had the training wheels version of sorts. Not, not to say that this was inferior in any way, but when it came to butter, the first recipe I tried asked for melted butter which is, I know now, phenomenal. It makes it a lot easier. Not to say that melted butter is better than softened butter but it is easier because without having done research, I hear the word softened butter. I don't know what that is. To me it sounds like another type of butter that you'd have to find in the store. And I would probably look stupid (laughs) going into like Whole Foods or something and asking for softened butter. Uh, Essentially it's just room temperature butter so that it's very easily spreadable and also very easily whiskable. So it's a lot easier to combine with your other ingredients. I learned this recently because chocolate chip cookie recipe asked for softened butter. And I didn't really let it soften before I started trying to use it. I'm trying to force it in a way. uh, And as I was combining it, just made these clumps with the sugar. And I might have been able to save it if I had the wherewithal to just keep mixing it. But I didn't. And so it ended up being very stiff and very dry. The overall end product, when I baked everything, and I, I think that this was kind of just like a snowball effect in that uh, once I wasn't able to soften the butter properly, then everything didn't quite mix properly, then like the ratio of dry to wet was a little weird, a little off once everything tried to combine. And so I ended up with cookies where the the batter itself, as I was baking them, didn't actually spread out and it maintained most of the shape that I had molded the each, each lump into. But I know now make sure to give enough time to soften, but for anyone who's starting off baking, who is thinking of dipping their toe in the chocolate chip cookie arena, uh, I highly recommend finding a recipe, a tutorial, or a video of some sort that uses melted butter, just because it's a lot easier to work with. I can say that as a newbie, I kind of stumbled my way in through a few recipes just because it took me a while to set everything up and the time i took would often allow the butter to soften incidentally but now i know and now that my processes have sped up i've found that okay i'm gonna need to set the butter aside for a little bit before i try to use it but for anyone who is starting off highly recommend melted butter you can for a little extra credit brown the butter just make sure you keep an eye on it and you don't let it burn the next thing i want to talk about is Patience. Much like softening butter, you also need to exercise some patience when it comes to letting your cookies cool afterwards, especially if you're working with a thicker, like cakier, gooier sort of cookie. You want to let it set. You want to let it rest so that everything will stay together when you do finally break it open or eat it because I've done this several times already where I just took it out of the oven I immediately went for it and right when I tried to pick it up that was when it would crumble apart and that's not really what you want or it would fall apart if it was the gooier variant so make sure you give it enough time so that everything can settle and also so you don't burn yourself, of course. Next, I wanna talk about size and spacing. Oftentimes my parents, if I were to make cookies for them, they want smaller ones because then they can control how much they eat each time. They're not super into sweets. They're uh, champs for putting up with my cooking. But when I, whenever I have to bake for them, I usually will adjust the size of the end result a little bit just so it's smaller for them, to accommodate them. But when you do that, always make sure that you keep an eye on them because then each recipe each tutorial each video they they'll usually tell you how big to to form the cookies and if you stray from that then it could increase or decrease the amount of time it takes for them to bake all the way through you don't want to overdo your cookies and of course you don't want to underdo your cookies so if you're making them bigger making them smaller just pay closer attention as far as spacing goes this one is huge a lot of people will reference it real quick and say okay make sure you space them out so they're not touching when they spread out and yeah it's true first thing is that it's very aesthetically uh, inferior if they touch i mean sometimes you're lucky one time i had two cookies spread out and meld into each other and so they almost formed like a heart shape which was lucky for me that was nice but most of the time, that doesn't happen. And then you end up with cookies that look a little weird. I mean, cookies, they might not always be perfectly circular. But when they're touching each other or touching the sides of, like, a, a pan with a rim, then people can tell. <laughs> they can tell it was touching something else, especially when you have to cut it off. But also... Something to consider is that when the cookies touch, sometimes they fuse together into like a bigger cookie. Not to say that they'll combine to one blob. Just having that close contact, depending on how long it was, it might make your cookie, that particular combo cookie, require more time to bake. Case in point, there was one batch I made. It was just three cookies on a sheet, but these two fused together. And when I let them set, let them rest, I waited the suggested amount of time. And the one that was standalone was easy to lift off and put onto the cooling rack. The two, I lifted them off, no problem. But when I put them on the cooling rack, slowly and steadily, they began to collapse. The the parts where they were touching that area just kind of fell through the cooling rack and it seems to be because it wasn't baked as long relative to its size. So that's something to consider just to make sure that everything's spaced out properly. The next thing I wanna talk about is chocolate chips. Chocolate chips versus chopped chocolate bars. There are cases for both. It seems like chocolate chips tend to hold their shape better. If, assuming everything goes right in the baking process, they'll be a little bit gooey, but they'll also have a very distinct shape, so you know that there are chocolate chips in there. Whereas the chocolate bars, depending on how rough you chop them, they'll tend to melt into little pools, which can be very aesthetically pleasing too. So I think it is definitely a matter of personal preference, which isn't, the the thing you want to hear if you're trying to look for a very concrete answer. But I can say that even amongst my parents, there's disagreement because my mom prefers the rough chopped chocolate bars. She likes the pools. She likes how gooey it can get amidst the cookie itself. Whereas my dad prefers the more traditional chocolate chips, especially for how it looks. So I guess it's just up to you, whichever one you prefer. There could be a happy medium where you have the pools so that you have that nice textural difference in addition to that nice nostalgic feeling of seeing those chocolate chips up top those are just a few things that i've learned as i've been working with chocolate chip cookies over the last month i also want to give a shout out a special thank you for joshua weissman and bigger Boulder baking their videos about chocolate chip cookies joshua's video about the levan inspired cookies as well as his ideal chocolate chip cookie as well as Bigger Bolder Baking's chocolate chip cookie. These have been incredibly helpful, and I don't feel like I would have continued on with baking if I didn't have them to guide me, because with their help, I was able to make a product that was really, really good. I mean, not not to say that they were perfect by any means, but um, successful enough where I felt like I could do this. So gemma and josh thank you very much and that that's it this has been the beginner baking podcast chocolate chip cookies stay tuned on friday i'll be back with some more anger so thank you so much for listening i'll catch you next time peace out